Hey guys, back out the top, episode 12, May 23rd, 2023. Uh, Brian Dunnigan here back at Rock Life Off-Road in the Rock Life Studios. We've got Dan Carter back with us. He is back from Morris Mountain from the Outlaw Race. <clears throat> Excuse me. And we're going to get right into that. Uh, so I'm going to ask you, how was the overall like event weekend? I know we've given the series the last... I feel like the overall event went really well, uh, smooth, didn't have any hiccups. Um, the park seemed to handle all the traffic pretty good. I'm not sure if the park is under new ownership or new management. Um, they have stepped up their social media game. They're trying to make some improvements to the park. So overall, I, I feel like they did a pretty good job this past weekend. Well, that's good. I, you know, the last couple um – races there's been some hiccups with you know either timing and scoring or or rules or just something going on and uh so i just wanted to to, to like a, get a general sense of of how the event went uh hoping you know that we can get these guys on a uh, more consistent um i don't know just just, just more consistent in what they're doing uh, right. so that's good. So we'll get right into, uh, you run a UTV class, uh, start us from the top, just go run one, uh, and just, just take us through your day. So run one, we were, uh, we drew number seven and outlaw you race two at a time. So I was the fourth race off the line. Uh, my line was the yellow lane first. Uh, we took off and immediately the, the buggy wasn't running right. I noticed the big puff of white smoke that was similar to what we saw at uh, Top Trails when we did the uh, Southern Outlaw, you know, bounty series. And, uh, you know, I had the thing on the floor and still having some brake issues, but we were able to pull off a good solid run for, for the first run. Um the white smoke cleared up immediately. Um, we kind of watched everybody else, see what, what was going on with, with the other runs. And then for our round two, we had to go straight into the blue lane. It was a lot slower course for the blue side, and it was a lot sketchier. We had to, to race up what they call RBD Hill. And um, if you go back to some of the YouTube videos and – and watch some of the RBD stuff from, from years past. That's where uh, Timmy and I believe it was uh, Jonathan Price, they backflipped a uh, brand spanking new buggy, uh, you know, pretty pretty gnarly hill. But uh, we were able to get up it without a hitch, and uh, we, we were able to put down a fast enough time to get in the top five, which in Outlaw, UTV's normally top five runs a third hill, top 10 in the bouncer run the third hill so it's still an overall combined time so we ended up pulling off a fourth place overall finish so that that put us in the money for for this past event right on so how does um now i've never been i'm going to try to come to the to the finals in blue holler if if at all possible um so set, set up your day at an, at an outlaw race uh, you know, with us, uh, and I'm just going to do Saturdays, UTV, Bounty, Big Bouncers, Youth. So we start our day off with a youth class. Then we run, um, usually, 
and and ninety nine percent of the time we run UTV bounty first, then bouncers, and then we have a lunch, and then we start over. Right. So how how does outlaw work their day? Because I I actually, man, I, I feel bad. I've I've never been to one of the races, and I was just looking at their website today, trying to figure out their uh, their point system. Right. And I know it says that the UTV third hill will run directly after the UTV set, or I say third hill, your your bonus hill or whatever will run right after the normal UTV runs. Right. So. So they do it in stages. Um, normally, I haven't seen where they run hill two and three back to back. It's normally uh, we run the razors first, then we'll do the pro-am class, and then we run the, the unlimited, which is the bouncer class, and we'll do round one, and then we'll take a brief break and then go right back into round two, and it's always well. I say always. It's usually UTV unlimited, or I'm sorry, UTV pro am, and then unlimited. And then they'll take the top ten bouncers and the top five UTVs, and then normally run both lanes if that makes sense for the hill three. So so basically, you run hill one which is going to be your whatever number you drew is relative to a blue hill or yellow hill. And that's going to be your round one or two. And then hill three is a combination of both blue and yellow lanes. Okay. So that's cool. So I I wasn't real like the way I was reading it on their website, it was like UTVs run your second run and then you go straight to the third. Right. I'm like, man, that hadn't been the case. Okay. So, but, but it's pretty cool idea I, I like that layout because you do somewhat have a sense of what the third hill is you know going to be and uh, you know sometimes they run it backwards but there is usually a variation of both hills included in the third hill well that's good who put on a um who who is the of course we're utv base who was who was who was your best to show you think for for the weekend who, who, who showed up and, 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 and impressed for, for UTVs. I would say Jay Stortz, man. I seen that um, run. That was a smoking run. I think he ended up breaking an axle or something like that. And, and he may have laid the, the buggy over on the side. But if, uh, if it wouldn't have been for that, he, he was headed straight to the podium. Um, as far as the unlimited class, um, Trent Trent Radcliffe put on a pretty good show, but as far as as hand down best of show, um, I, I would say that would be uh, Billy with BNT Racing. He he's the old school guy. He used to run some of the pro rock stuff with us. He's got old Jimmy's buggy, and uh, he converted that buggy into a uh, kind of like a mega mud truck deal, and he he changed the tires and stuff back out on it and, and came and raced the outlaw race with us. And he hadn't changed a bit. He was wide open, hitting everything, uh, you know, rolled the car a couple of times, landed back on the wheels and just stayed in it. Was It, that, it was that, a good show. For was sure. that the red buggy? It was, yeah. Yeah, so I've seen some videos that uh, <clears throat> somebody had put out and 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 I had, had ignored, I don't know, ignored is a bad word. Uh, I just hadn't got to see anything and I hadn't seen him post anything. 
But I was watching this video that somebody posted, and there's this red buggy coming up the hill. And it had some kind of, I couldn't figure out what the front end of it was. Like right. it was coming up this hill. I was like, what in the world is that? And I guess he'd had a windshield on that deal and had two holes cut out to see through. Right. And I was like, what in the world is going on with this buggy? But it was just a windshield. So I kind of felt dumb after that. But uh, yeah, man, he, he, he showed out for sure. And uh, Jay Stortz, since he started running the UTV class, uh, especially in the, in the National Rock Racing Association, uh, man, he is wheeling that turbo razor. Right. Uh, we're slowly working to get him some parts as he breaks some stock stuff we're replacing. Because I'm sure it probably had stock axles in it. Uh, right. And so as, as he's breaking, we're working to upgrade that machine and help him out a little bit and get some better parts under that so he can make sure and finish some more races. But, uh, yeah, man, I watched his run. It looked really good. And I went back and watched um, Busted Knuckle posted their UTV compilation video just this afternoon. Right. And I watched most of it. And those hills look legit. Right. Like it's, you know, we talk about that all the time. You can't tell in a video – what the course actually is but that one looked pretty legit uh just the way right. those slick rocks were uh, and, and like you know we've talked about this before getting up stuff is one thing getting up at its speed right is a whole nother uh so yeah a lot, lot of good runs uh looked like the utv crowd had a big what 20 something people showed up yeah i don't remember the number exactly but it was probably 20 20 to 24 and, uh, the, uh, you know, it was supposed to rain that day and it, it held off. So, uh, it, it turned out to be a pretty good day of racing. Right on. So, uh, out off road series finals, uh, it's coming up in a couple of weeks in blue hauler up here in Kentucky. Uh, I'm curious as to where they're going to race. Um, the only couple of races I've been to at blue hauler have been in the waterfall area. Um, I know they've got some other places out farther in the park that they've run. I've yet to make one of those. We're going to try and make that. I, dude, I'm excited. You're sitting uh, right now currently in third place in points for the right. season. Ooh, you jumped Nathan King. Uh, Nathan had an off day. You jumped Nathan, but uh, Cooper jumped you. Right. So you're still sitting in third. Uh Man, it's gonna be tight. We gonna we gonna have to turn that deal up. I'm uh, that's that's the plan. That's the plan. We're gonna we're gonna come into finals with a little bit of a uh, little bit more power. Well, you got. I think. Let's look here. I've got the points in front of me. Uh, you're two seventy seven. Cody Kaysen's two seventy six, and Nathan's two seventy one. Uh, unless Cooper, unless Cooper DNFs, chances of actually jumping twenty points in one event, eh? kind of slim so we've right. got to we've got to focus on on cody and nathan well you can't so you, i say that but you can't really it doesn't matter what they do we've just you just got to go out and do what you can do right we basically just want to finish fast yeah that's all you can do you can it doesn't matter what anybody else does you just got to go out and run as hard as you can every race uh right. man it's tight i look forward to it I, I hope we can make it like i said we're gonna try as long as uh Nothing crazy here happens at uh, at Rock Life that week. We'll be over there.
All right, so uh, moving on from outlaw off-road and East Coast racing, something we've not talked about much here is, is West Coast stuff. Um, you know, we've talked a little bit about hammers and, and right. you know, what Players Factory Racing and stuff's doing out in the, out in the, out in the desert. But some sad news coming out of Baja this past weekend. There was a – I tried to Google or figure out the name of the event, uh, what kind of event it actually was, but I couldn't find anything real solid. But there was some sort of amateur UTV rally in Baja. Right. Um, and some of the participants in that event – Evidently, we're caught in some crossfire between two Mexican cartels. Uh, total, the numbers are all kind of all over the place, but the best I could tell, there's 10 people dead, several more injured. Um, right. And this is this was across in the Mexican, in Mexico, in, in, in that part of the uh, race area. <laughs> you know, that's... That's super, I mean, I don't know. That's, that's just shitty. I don't know how else to right. put it. That some guys down there trying to enjoy racing or just even trail riding, whatever, it doesn't matter, um, and get caught up in that mess. Right. Uh, so my question is, does, Baja's been around for a long time. Right. It's a big, big race. It's a big event. I'm starting to wonder now if it needs to continue. Right. Um, I hate to, I don't know. I hate to, to try and tell somebody that they can't go run, do something that they would love to do. But the state of that country is not really good. Right. Especially now, you know, with this, this whole, uh, you know, border thing going on and, and you know politics i'm sure plays a role into it and uh you know it's just kind of sketchy right now well you know there's travel advisories out um if you you know if if you're thinking of going to mexico outside of the um the tourist areas and even there you need to watch but there's travel advisories out do not go right don't go to this part of mexico i have got some really good friends here um and and they have they are from Mexico, and they have told me um, stories. Um, you know they have they're businessmen. They've done some really nice things here. Um, they do a lot for our community. And recently, they went to Mexico, and they still had a home down there. And they brought all their stuff back here up here. And I was right. like, well, why why did you guys? Cause I know they left some stuff down there cause they like to go visit their family and they would go stay in their house and they had their things down there that they left down there. And then, you know, they had things here that left here stayed here and they brought back all kinds of stuff. And I was like, well, why'd you bring all that stuff back? And he's like, well, it got to the point we couldn't use, um, like they had a street bike. Mm-hmm. He said it got to where I couldn't ride it. If I would have rode that street back through the streets of the town I lived in, he said somebody would have shot me and taken it. Right. He said, you know, they they're they're I hesitate to use the word rich. They're wealthy people. Uh, 
they have nice vehicles, nice things. Down there, they had like a 1985 Ford F-150 or whatever they were there. Rusted out. He's like, I've got Mexico truck and I've got Mexico clothes. And when I go down there, I blend. Right. I don't want them to see me. And so that's, I mean, that's bad when somebody who has lived down there their entire life doesn't even want to, um, you know, they're basically running away from, from, from there. And we see right. that all the time on the news, you know, <clears throat> is it, it's, it's just, man, I don't know. I've kind of got off the wagon here, but I mean, if those people can't be down there, why are we going? Right. It has become exactly. that unsafe to even go run a race in Baja, then why are we going? Um, it just doesn't make any sense to me. Right. So, yeah, it's, go ahead. It's, it's definitely one of those things like you, you want to think safety first. And, and when you, you have a race mindset, you know, you're not thinking of, of stuff like that. You know, you're, you're thinking of, um, you know, race prep, stuff like that. You're not thinking like, Oh, we'll throw a pistol in the tool bag. You know, you don't, you don't think, think about stuff like that. Well, that, that's, that's a reality now, uh, right. of racing down there. And, and, you know, I would love for us to be able to go run Baja, right? but I'll be damned if we have to put a pistol in our luggage to go race. Right. Um, yeah. you know, a NASCAR driver, Kyle Busch, um, uh, back, I don't know. Uh, in the off season got arrested for trying to take a pistol into Mexico. I think I remember hearing about that. Listen, he's a smart man. He's a race car driver. Why do you think he was doing that? Just protection. Yeah. I mean, when you've got NASCAR champions that are trying to smuggle guns, a, a handgun into Mexico for self protection. I mean, come on. At some right. point, we've got to draw the line. So, like, even, you know, we were talking about ball. So, I've always heard stories of the locals sabotaging the race course during during those events. Mm-hmm. I got a little backstory on that recently, on why some of that was happening. And that makes sense to me. But when you're having to fear for getting in a gun battle between two cartels to go race. That's a different thing. You know, in right. Baja, the drivers would, they'd find a way to cut the course where they wouldn't be seen. Mm-hmm. They would cut the course. They'd cut farmers fences down and shoot through their fields. The farmers were getting pissed. They'd go out and dig holes in the road. Mm-hmm. Fair game. Right. You know, stay on, stay on your, on your race course, on your, on your road. Don't be cutting through some guy's uh, pasture field. Right. That's fair game. And even that is shitty, but it's shitty on both parts at least. This deal, I mean, I if I'm a racer, I'm not participating in anything that has to do with that area. Um, and sadly, I don't see it straightening out anytime soon. No. So something to think about, man. It's just, you know, we're, we're lucky that we've got – um, where we've got to race, right? I guess we've got good people. We've got security. Uh, we got rednecks with guns too. So, 
<laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We do things a little, little differently on the East coast, yeah. but, but it is, it is nice to know that we do have, like you said, all these parks that we go to. And I mean, it's even hard for us to get in the parks from time to time, much less, you know, somebody wanting to cause harm. So, I mean, I, I feel like we're, we're all good. It is. It's just, it's just so frustrating. And, and it's, it's so sad that these people went down there to enjoy their weekend and, um, got caught up in some, some nonsense over right. a bunch of dope, uh, basically. Cause I mean, that's, that's all that uh, those cartels revolve around is just drugs. Uh, right. so th- these guys down there are having a good time. It was at a gas station. So I don't know if they were like refueling or just taking a break or if it was a checkpoint or what, but got caught in the middle of, of this ordeal. Um, they still hadn't released names. They don't know how many of the 10 were people that were actually involved in the event. And, you know, some of those may have been the cartel members that, that they didn't release none of that information yet, but that's still ongoing. So man, right. it's just it's so sad that uh, what used to be one of the world's biggest races. Now, now this was not the Baja One Thousand. This was a right event at the same place that that happens. But now the Baja One Thousand is going to have a cloud over it, right? Because of this, and it's man, these races and things like that are hard to come by, and they, and they mean nothing compared to. Uh, the lives that were lost at that event. So, so I'm not trying to, you know, disregard that at all, but it's always going to have a cloud over it. Now people are going to think twice about going um, until they can get control of their own people, which if history uh, means anything, they, they're probably not going to anytime soon. Right. All right, RC car build off. Uh, I guess is not RC car build off anymore. I'm kind of confused on what happened there. Um, right. Some pictures leaked out this week. Yeah, well, it wasn't a leak. So Keller RC posted our buggy. Uh, of course, that's who who built the Rock Life buggy for me. Uh, you said the other guys outbound posted a picture of theirs. We haven't seen caches yet. So originally, right. this was supposed to be a build off. Um. And I've not talked to him, not asked no questions on why it's turned into not. Uh, but the buggies have been released for everybody who's got them done. We haven't seen caches yet. Don't know uh, what happened there. You've seen outbounds. Uh, tell us a little bit about it if if you can um, if you can remember some details yeah. there. Yeah, I was just kind of scrolling through and and think I saw. Um, you know, they they basically just based theirs off of a. Uh, full body razor and it looks like they redid the cage and bumpers and tied the bumpers into the cage. So it's, it's pretty cool to see, uh, you know, a lot of work still went into that build, but uh, I, I think everybody involved did a really good job. Well, I was, I was pleased with ours. Um, one thing I, I wish he'd have done on Myers a little bit. So the, the, and you guys, I'll, I'll for the YouTube version, I'll, I'll put some pictures up. The, um, the wheelbase on our buggy is like a 106, which is a little bit longer than um, 
what we're building off of right. scale wise. So he kind of had to smush everything in a little bit, which I think made the top look a little tall. And then he cut some bars out for weight's sake that had no structural meaning, but like there was a right. bar that, that come on the front from like the shock area to part of the way up the, the a post. Right. He didn't put that bar in, which made the roof look even taller. Mm-hmm. Uh, if we could have shortened that roof down a little bit, man, that thing would have been like killer. Oh but, yeah. But I, with, I, I with, still think it was pretty cool. Yeah. With what he had to work with, I'm, I'm extremely pleased. We're going to get that thing in here. Uh, my fault. I, I'm such a procrastinator. I procrastinate and then I forget things. I was supposed to send him a shipping label to get that thing back to me two weeks ago. And I kept forgetting it. And I finally got right. that sent out today. So we'll have that back in, um, hopefully late this week, first next week, we're going to letter that thing up just like the uh, rock life buggy was. And we're going to put it on display in the store. So that's going to be cool. Um, yeah. Like I said, I, I don't know why they, uh, you know, they talked it up as a build off and, and maybe it still was, maybe they'll still vote on it. Um, I think we won. I think anybody else, y'all, y'all, y'all can vote. I don't care. It don't matter to me. We won. <laughs> we won this motherfucker. <laughs> there you go. I still think. Uh, I think you need to bring it with you to the uh, Monticello Market to show it off. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll have it at the uh, UTV show on June third. We'll have it there for sure. We'll uh, hopefully I'll get twenty minutes of my my time here one day. Uh, as soon as we get it back and get it, uh, get the logos on it. Got to get that three on the roof. Uh, there you go. And I've got to drive it at least once. I've yet to decide what I want to do with it. I've never even driven a Razor Ray, uh, but I don't want to scratch it up either. Right. So I'm, I'm kind of nervous. I don't know what to do with it. Just put some bubble wrap on it and cruise it around the shop. No. No. We, we, we may just go ahead and drive it. And then get that raced look, <laughs> bend some bars, put some scratches on it, get that, um, that, uh, that raced finished. Like I've got some of these NASCAR diecast behind me. Uh, there you go. but you mentioned the, I didn't, wasn't even going to mention that. I'd forgot all about it. June 3rd in Monticello, Kentucky on the square. That's a Saturday. It's going to be our second annual annual rock life off-road UTV show. Uh, at the Monticello Market, we got six different classes. Uh, best of show, best full custom build, best UTV, best ATV, uh, the dirtiest machine, and we're going to do best youth. So we're having a big show. We had a good turnout last year. There's probably, I don't know, 50, 60 units showed up. Uh, we're hoping to have close to that again this year. They've moved us out on the blacktop, out on the square. So if... Uh, you know, last year for some of you guys that are listening that was there or seen pictures, we were kind of in a little grassy spot down at the end of the street. I told them I wanted to do it again this year. I wanted to be on the square, so that's where we are. Uh, so cool. we're going to have our vendor trailer right in the square. The UTVs are going to be right there next to us. Uh, I think it's going to be a good turnout. I've already had people call in the shop wanting to know how to register. If you're interested in bringing your UTV to show, just show up. We're going to do registration on site. Uh, we do have trophies coming uh, from the same people who make our um, NRRA trophies. They're making us some trophies for the for the show. I've got uh, some prizes worked up um, 
for the different classes. So that's going to be cool. Dan's going to be there. Right. Um, I'm assuming, you know, Wyatt was interested in, in coming, said he may bring his big bouncer. Oh, that'd be um, cool. Yeah, Wyatt said he may bring the big bouncer. Um, what's the name of that one? What did he name that one? I I think it's just Unvaxxed. It's Unvaxxed. He just carried that name over. So Unvaxxed right. is going to be there, uh, possibly. Uh, Havens, hopefully they get they get to come back down and see us. And then uh, I've had some more racers in the area area area. Uh, give me a call and trying to get some information on it. So hopefully we'll have a good show. Uh, anybody right. who wants to come, come on. We'll have a good time. There's plenty of shopping, plenty of food, games for the kids. Uh, it's the whole downtown area in Monticello, Kentucky. So it's we're not a big town, but it's a it's a pretty big little um, event we do once a month. Uh, also. One last thing, the waffle for Misfit is almost over. Last I seen, they had six or seven spots left. Right. I'm ready to. I'm ready to see you flip that dude over in the parking lot. There you go. I'm ready. Uh, I was if, hoping if we would draw. get. I was hoping we were get. We were going to get to to talk about the winner this week, but it didn't fill up. Right. So maybe next week. Um, Man, I'm just, I'm trying to to will it to Monticello. Yeah, just, it's just not far. manifest it. Yeah, it's not far from me now. I can be to it in an hour. There you uh, go. I'll, I'll, I'll just drive it. We won't even put it on a trailer. We'll just drive it down the interstate. Yeah, just just put it in high, wide open. Do you think that would uh, cause any noise complaints from here to there? Oh, I'm sure it probably probably end up in Wayne County. Yeah, my luck. I'd get impounded. I did see one time I was at a um, dirt track race, and there was this dude there that run. His name was Mark Martin. Uh, it wasn't the Mark Martin, but his name was Mark Martin. Right. Um, and he won every week. Every week he was down there winning. And one week we were sitting there watching the races. And we went every Friday night to this race. And one week we were watching the races and we're like, man, Mark Martin's not here. What the hell? He never misses a weekend. And where we were sitting, the interstate run right behind the racetrack. And you could see the cars going up and down the road if you were sitting in the right place in the grandstand. And I was, uh, I heard something and I turned and I looked over my right shoulder. Here comes a dirt late model up the interstate. About a hundred miles an hour. His uh, big truck had broke down. He had won something like five races in a row, and his big truck had broke down fourteen miles up the interstate. Oh my goodness! Lift gate down. He was going racing. He just left it. About an hour later, here come his semi in uh, in the racetrack on the on a tow truck. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of the coolest. Just and and the dude, of course, he showed up and won uh, like he did every weekend. But that. Yeah, that that would That's be wild. me in the in the in the misfit. Except, I don't think we have a big enough fuel tank to get from Wade's house to mine. <laughs> We'd need a, a some assistance on that. But hopefully, hopefully somebody wins it that needs it. That's going to race. That's it. right. Um, man, I hate to see it go away. Yeah, that's that's kind of you know sad that we have seen 
uh, you know, lots of buggies in the past do that. Like people get their hands on them and say they're going to race them and, uh, you know, things just not work out that way. Well, there's but, several uh, r- race buggies that are either sitting in someone's garage or just put out to pasture, like good buggies. Right. Uh, and that one, that's a race buggy. It needs to be raced, but I get it. Not everybody's into the racing. Uh, they just want to go beat on a trail rig and that's okay too. But man, it's just, it's just, there's so many good working chassis out there that aren't racing. I just hate for that to be one of them. Yeah. Well, maybe, maybe they're waiting for the all-star race. Dude, it's coming. (laughs) We got to do it. It's coming. All-star race 2024. Yeah, that's next year. Yeah, yeah, 2024. Right on. Hey, guys. I know owning an ATV or UTV can be very expensive. There's so many accessories out for these things nowadays. It's just unreal. One of the things you shouldn't have to worry about is the tires on that machine, but sadly, it is a giant topic of discussion in the UTV world. With prices going through the roof and so many different selections on what to get, what's the best mud tire, what's the best road tire, what's the best rock tire the only answer to all of those questions where you can get a solid tire that does all of those things and does them all well that is the super grip xt tire from super grip atv heck that's even what we race on is the super grip xt 47s right now from super grip atv they have their road version of the super grip xt on sale direct from super grip so get a hold of those guys get you some tires they're also available at rock life off road so, guys, holler at us. Get Super Grip XTs on your machine. It's the last tire you'll ever buy. All right, guys, time for the rundown segment of this week's episode. Uh, this week saw the Outlaw Off Road Racing Series at Morris Mountain in Alabama for their fourth race of their five race schedule. We'll get right into it. The UTV class, Cooper Bentley took the win. Cody Kaysen in second. Clay Kaysen in third. Dan Carter with a close fourth place. For the season, Clay Kaysen with 390 points. Cooper with 298. Dan Carter with 277. Cody Kaysen with 276. And Nathan King with 271. Clay Kaysen should be your series champion, and that is all he has to do, I think, is show up to the final event, and he should have that in a bag. Second through fifth is going to be a toss-up, so that's real going to be going to be real exciting coming into Blue Holler. Uh, the big bouncer class saw Daniel Heckley take the win, Jay Stortz in second, Clint Garrison in third. For the season, Daniel Heckley is your points leader with 328 points, Wes Keene in second with 325 Brandon Davis in third with 322, and Cooper Bentley in fourth with 317. So throw a blanket over those guys. Anybody can come out of this next event and be your champion for the unlimited class. The Pro-Am class saw Ross Curry take first place, Robert McAdams in second, and Cody McDaniels in third. I didn't get the series points for that class just yet, so we'll have that updated for you as soon as we can. The next Outlaw Off-Road Racing Series race is in june 10th at blue holler in kentucky uh that is going to be their series finals we're going to be there so it'll be a good time everybody come out if you can also may 27th this week the uh adventure series at aop uh this is their big bouncer class so they're having a big money race this fall this is a qualifier to get into that 
Top 15 big bouncers only are going to qualify for their race in October. So if you want to run that race in October, you've got to be there this weekend at AOP to get qualified. Uh, you cannot have somebody race in your stead. It has to be you. So no substitute drivers. has to be you. All right, guys. Uh, you know, Thanks, Dan, for being here. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Rate, follow, review, share. Do all those things. And uh, we'll see you next week. This episode is brought to you by Rock Life Off-Road. Check us out on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok.